Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks, the teleportation circle near the volcano on the Isle of Dread has been uncovered and made safe for travel. Travancore's animal companion Shadow has received a blessing from a fey creature near the volcano, gifting him powers and abilities that make him a true fire bear. And now the team must decide on what to do next as they continue to work towards their ultimate goal, finding a legendary bardic instrument and returning to the material plane. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. I have a weird fun drink and I have to grab it. (laughs) It's been a week, y'all. We are recording this on the Friday, several days after Tasha's Cauldron of Everything released on D&D Beyond and multiple other things happened this week. And while my drink is not alcoholic... I did, I did indulge, and uh, Luke got me some of the Martinelli's Sparkling Blush Raspberry Juice. Ooh! And it, it does come in the nice champagne glass, hmm. or the nice champagne bottle, and he got me the champagne glass. And so I am, I am fake celebrating the fact that I, I have survived this week, y'all. I don't know if you know, but Tasha's was a large book filled with a lot of stuff. And this week was a lot of people waiting for a lot of things to be ready. And I had to talk to all of them. And we survived and made it to the end of the week. I also had two different charity games that I either ran or was in and a third stream that I was in. And there was a lot going on. And I survived and so we're here and so cheers. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight uh, I'm taking it a little easy. I got a big day tomorrow uh, do, trying to do, run the Deepstone Crypt raid in Destiny, which is just coming out tomorrow with my clan. So I'm not hitting it very hard, so no fireball shot for me, but maybe a fireball shot elsewhere in the party. Uh, but for me, I just have my normal, uh, original uh, Truly's Lemonade, and it is quite good, and cheers. Cheers unto you. Bernie, what are you drinking? I have tea tonight. I've had like a headache for three days, so oh I, yeah. I just assume it's something that's not the Rona, because uh, like horrible sinus pressure isn't one of the symptoms. But I have tea, and I have it in a mug that uh, one of my friends brought back for me in elementary school from when her family went to the Grand Canyon. Aww. So I love this mug because I've had it for ages, and it reminds me of my very best friend from childhood every time I drink out of it. And for our listeners at home, what is that mug? It's a Route 66 mug. <laughs> they, Her family took a trip out west, and she brought me back, among other things, this mug. And I have had it my whole entire life. It's come with me, like, to D.C., to New York, and now to Canada. Awesome. I love that you have a mug that has made the trip just like you would make a trip on Route 66. I'm sure I'm not the first person to make that joke. Carlton, what are you drinking? Tonight, my beverage of choice, uh, I decided to change it up and get a little spicy. Not too spicy, uh, but Fever Tree uh, ginger beer. Oh. Hmm. I am a fan of ginger beer. I'm not always a fan of ginger. Like when when you get bits of ginger that come in sushi, 
not really interested, but ginger beer is really good. I've always enjoyed them like in a Moscow Mule back in the day. And I was like, since ginger helps calm the stomach because it actually has ginger in it, we stocked up on for the first trimester. Uh, but there was some leftover because we actually did pretty good about that. Uh, and so I'm going to drink through it. Awesome. And last, but certainly not least, and bookending this little segment and, and uh, maybe with a surprise, Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening, once again, is the Blue Moon Light Sky Citrus Sweet. Light beer for a hopefully lighter Travancore. And tonight's shot of Fireball. <gasps> Why? Which will be drunk, <laughs> consumed. At the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof. Travancore is going to Fireball? It's American League rules tonight, so I am pinch hitting for Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Baseball. So the shot, it's uh, going to our good pal, Riot Rogers, a.k.a. the creator of Gritney. So Riot created Gritney. Well, for those who, I should explain a little bit. So for those who follow hockey in the National Hockey League, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot is a weird postmodern orange ball of weirdness called Gritty. And in admiration or admirers of Gritty, so Riot, who has skills with you know, seamstress and making costumes and things of the like, created Gritney, a sort of female equivalent of a counterpoint to Gritty, who only recently caught traction when featured on my local ABC affiliate at Channel 6 Action News when she was celebrating in the, the midst of the announcement that Vice President Joe Biden, um, that they call Pennsylvania for Biden and that Biden would be the next president of the United States of America. So you see a picture of a gritty type character in a bikini. And I we thought the gritty, gritty is awesome and Riot deserves all the props for uh, creating such a cool costume, putting so much time and effort and sweat into that. So Riot, this shot of fireballs for you. Aww. And I've had this explained to me twice now, and, and I cannot wait to go look at all these pictures because I I was fairly ignorant because there's been a book release. Uh, but with all of that said, um, it's also appropriate that Travancore is going to talk about fireballs, even though, as far as you know, Shadow cannot actually cast fireball. You, you don't know for sure. You don't think he can. But, you know, he's got some some new powers and abilities thanks to your your new friends, admirers. You're not sure. They're gone now. And uh, all of you are still standing around the hot obsidian that is nearby the caldera of this ground floor volcano. The hard work that Jonathan and Carlton put into excavating the outflow of lava is paying off, as you now clearly can see the teleportation circle that has recently been raised out of the ground as as another thanks by these these interesting creatures and it sits there glowing in the same kind of heat as the volcano but now not covered in lava and your guide and recently burnt to a kitty crisp monk quat is standing there looking at all of you with a big smile and wide eyes and said, You know, I was considering not going on this trip for a moment because I thought my mate would be very upset with me. And now, now I cannot wait to tell her all of the details. What other land mess do you want to fight while you are here? I will come with you across the island. You know, I've never fought a peninsula. Oh, we don't have a peninsula on the island, but... I can look for one. I've never fought an island either. Travancore very quietly says Fjord. <laughs> so what now? Bernie's just sitting there each time all these land, but she goes, ah! 
<laughs> and then she just like you hear her cry. She goes, "I'm just not gonna let that their dreams die yet." Okay. Uh, I think everybody stopped to witness the like raising of the platform, right? Like, what it what have I? I was very focused on Shadow. What were Jonathan and Carlton doing? Destructing engineering. Destructive destruction Destructive engineering. engineering. <laughs> yeah, but like, how did how I try to remember how you guys were reacting to the uh, the change? We don't. We're just now walking over. We had not actually. We don't actually know what go what's going on. So no, the raising of the 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 platform. Oh, well, yeah. We're like, oh, that's cool. That makes our job a little bit easier. Yeah. That that makes it so our my temporary solution is a little bit more permanent now. Now, Jonathan, now that this is exposed, does this get us? Back and forth to Waterdeep or just to other teleportation circles here? Uh, apparent, according to the instructions that were left, this can be used as a focus to get to here from any other plane. Gotcha. So it's more of a inbound because if we're leaving, we can leave from anywhere and end up somewhere familiar. But now, now that we've this is a this is a much safer option because one, the village would have already been a familiar place, so that would have been fine. But this is now a familiar place with actual magics to help kind of rein in the signal, if you will. So it's like the white zone for like loading and unloading. Sure. Only. <laughs> uh and it's it's basically this this area will be an arrival spot for the plane of water, which is kind of funny because it's right next to the antithesis of water. Irony is a beautiful thing. And yeah, Jonathan, you would know if you wanted to try to arrive other places like back at the town, that's still completely possible, but uh, this would mean a sure arrival at a destined place while uh, going to the town would require so uh, maybe a little bit of luck, a little bit of rolling. But yes, it is going to help a lot. Right. We can, and uh, we could give this address out to like Master Zick who has never been here, but now that he has these coordinates, he can just come here. Oh, so he can have vacation time. I don't know that I'd call it vacation time. I mean, I'm planning on coming back, but... Listen, he works pretty hard. I think he deserves a vacation. I, this is, I think for a while, this is going to be... Because we still have the entire jungle between here and the village. So it's not going to be any kind of vacation just yet. Oh, like a research sabbatical. It's more more like field work. This would be field work. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. So what's now? Well, I think we're going to head back to the village and get ready to go go meet a dragon. Now, is the, like, with the map that we have, is the dragon, like, and the village, like, on the same path, or? No. So. So, so I, from what I remember, like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a triangle, where it's like village, volcano, dragon. That's what I thought. How well can you see this? <laughs> Good. Uh, pretty well. Okay. I don't know how well I can be heard, but I should take the picture and send it to you because, oh my God. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to describe this and I will I will do this. So if you picture, Jonathan is absolutely correct in the, the triangle of what the Isle of Dread is. If you're picturing a triangle with the point at the bottom, the, that would be Elderwood, the town. 
to the upper left is the volcano and to the upper right, while you don't, nobody knows exactly where the layer of this dragon is, there is a general idea. And as you mentioned this, Quat will say, now we know that the dragon lives somewhere in that part of the island and so we don't go there. It's not worth tempting his disposition. Now you fought a volcano. Don't you think you could take on a dragon? I am tempted, but the appeal of this was the chance to fight a landmass, and I am not sure if fighting a dragon is... That seems a little plain after fighting an, an actual piece of geography, don't you think? I know that this is something you have to do, but yes, I think I am satisfied. Also, the the quite frankly, the volcano doesn't care if we if it kills us or not, and the dragon very much could have an opinion on whether we should die or not. Also, we might not have to fight the dragon. Right, but what I'm saying is the volcano can't, we can't piss off a volcano and then it decides you die. I think I proved it that wrong. I think I definitely pissed off that volcano. No, no, you pissed off a couple of monsters that lived in the volcano that would have made the field work a lot more deadly. Jonathan the Magimuscular is pretty sure that the volcano as it stands is just fine with a raised platform and the the work that we did. We have to be very careful with this dragon because it, it could have a it could have a notion on our fates. Yeah. And it's quite as fun as it would be, it would be to have you there fighting the dragon, it probably makes more sense for you to focus on being the new guide to this teleportation circle. I would imagine your services would be very much in demand for that purpose. Oh, I did not think of that. That's true. Well, but didn't you say that people were going to be coming here from other places? The people who are going from town back wherever they are going, they're just going to leave from the town, right? Well, that's true. And what we may do is we may have a task. We may have you get with uh, Abex to create a map that if that I could take back with me. And if someone, say, some from my guild were to bring a party here, they would have a very clear map of where to go to and what to expect coming from that circle to the village. That would make sense. I will work with her. I will do this. I will do this thing. But you must promise if you are going to go see this dragon, if you are going up to that part of the island, then we must know what actually is up there. So you must come back. You must survive and tell us what is going on. Survey and survive. I whisper into the bag of holding and I go, Bernie's markers. And I pull out. Yeah, we'll map it. And I like point to Bernie's markers in my hand. My nice inks. Bernie doesn't have markers. She has nice inks. I thought you had, like, they were, like, ink pens, like markers. No, they're bottles. They're beautiful bottles of multicolored inks. Well, then, yes, I pull out your fancy inks, and then I see the death stare that she gives, and I just put them back <laughs> Just real slow-like. We may need to find alternative means to advance the cause of geography. Bernie says, we can map it. Something, t- something tells me Abex will have stuff. We can map no. it with the colors. Yeah, a- yeah Abex is a is a is a uh, god. Can't talk. Cartographer. No, no. I was gonna I was gonna use an adjective, a nice adjective, but oh. capable uh, cartographer. Alliteration. That she is. My understanding is 
My understanding is her limitations are only because of what we do and do not know. It is hard to map a thing you have not seen. So we go back? Yeah, we go back. Yeah. So it is late, and you look around and you realize that it it is actually fairly late. The sky has darkened, and the area has become... It's weirdly bathed in the light of this volcano. It is not completely dark yet. The uh, ambient light of the the sky has just started to grow dark. But because you've been standing near this giant volcano and the glowing of everything, it's been a little hard to tell. You've also been a little distracted. Uh, And so when Quat mentions this, he says, So we can uh, go back some of the baby game and get away from the volcano. Unless you want to sleep near the the, uh, Should we sleep near the volcano? Now that we have conquered it, should we sleep on top of it? (laughs) It'd be like a nice heated blanket. Ooh. Although you would have to keep moving. Every time I stand still, my paws want to stick to the ground. Perhaps we should adjourn to a place where our paws do not stick to the ground. I think this is wise. I think we should not sleep near a mildly active volcano. Because even though we fought it, it could still erupt on us. This is true. I guess only one mildly dangerous thing per day. Okay, we will go back. As far as we can. And unless there's anything else you want to do here, Quat will start to lead you back on the path back towards Elderwood. You won't go too far uh, before the sun... Well, you won't go too far before the light has completely died, but he is able to get you back into vegetation at least before it is starting to get super dark. Do you want to rest for the night? Do you want to try to get back to the town as quickly as possible? Uh, do you want to do anything else? Do we want a pocket house? We haven't been back in a while, so that might not be a bad idea. Yeah, that could be good. I think Quat would enjoy it. I think it will blow Quat's mind. <laughs> to, is that a good thing or a bad thing? A great thing. I okay. Think you'll enjoy the pocket house, Quat. We need a place, though. A nice kind of hidden place. And you know what? I can make ratatouille for dinner. We definitely have. Do you want to make a rat? Oh, no, it's a vegetable medley dish. I have a garden. He does. Well, helping you out the last couple of days has brought me nothing but interesting things and joy. So I will trust you in this. Yeah. And he will lead you. uh, When you say that you need a secluded area, he'll find... It's not a proper campsite, but he will find a place just off the path that has enough vegetation that if you were to camp there, you'd have a little bit of cover. It's not really an amazing campsite, though. And it's, it's pretty obvious you would need to travel for at least another hour or two before things would thicken up enough to really find something overgrown. Uh, but it is plenty place if you want to put the nut down and create your pocket house. Who's got the nut? I... Always assume it's me because I'm usually the one who holds on to it, but I'm not 100% sure that it's me. I think it's still Travancore. All right. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Travancore, keeper of the nut. Yeah, keeper ch- of the nut. Keeper of the nut. Well, I reach in and grab my nut and I activate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of that. It's the it's the stupidest thing I've ever done and I love it so much. Okay. I still have mine in my jewelry box. Mine is... uh. Currently not on display because I cleaned my desk when I fixed my computer, so it is somewhere. It's somewhere. You'll find it. Oh, no, it's in front of my TV. That's where it is. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to send your TV to the pocket house. 
gather round, travelers, to hear our tale. What can I say about the Venture Maidens? As much as I want to just go on and on gushing about my favorite podcast, I'll try and keep it short. The players are absolutely fantastic. I think my favorite thing about the Maidens is the way they collaborate with their fanbase. They've created a community for us that they're also a part of. If you enjoy having your heartstrings pulled out of your chest whilst floundering for air and weeping silently to yourself because Celeste's descriptions of literally anything will make you wish you, too, were about to embark on an epic adventure with three killer ladies. Really killer. They've killed a lot. This story is epic. I have cried tears, and I am not kidding. I have so many favorite moments. Kara's hangover routine, Sonny's workouts, Arnadel's awkward flirting. I just love you guys so much. There's a lot of Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcasts out there, so why should you care about the Venture Maidens? Well, if you like games that don't shy away from heartbreak and romance, this is the podcast for you. If you're looking for a podcast where character development is just as important as slaying monsters, this is the podcast for you. And lastly, there's an episode where everyone does their best Godzilla impressions. You gotta hear it. Join the Venture Maidens on Twitch, YouTube, or wherever podcasts are free. And don't forget to venture away. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams in a single grand adventure. And it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, Sea Team, Silver and Steel, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idol Champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on December 6th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. P-U-B-E-A-N-I-S-S-I-G-H so use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got for your champions. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. You activate the teleportation circle from the nut, uh, which Quat is mildly interested in. I mean, this is now the second teleportation circle he's seen in a day. As you all walk into it and back to your pocket dimension. That is where his eyes get wide as he looks around the dark sky of the pocket house because it does conform to whatever day-night cycle there is. Um, your pocket house also doesn't have a sun. So in a weird way, it feels very familiar here, but it is warmly lit by your house and by the nice lights along the walkway showing off all of Carlton's plants. And he is... Strangely quiet as you walk up to the door and walk on in, as he is doing a lot of looking over the sides of the railing and the entranceway into the abyss below, which, you know, would be disconcerting. But then as you come inside this gorgeous, warm interior of your your home away from home, away from planes of existence, he says, Why did we not stay here the other night? This is fantastic. We can only do it so often. Yeah. Mojons, line up for inspection. And very quickly, you hear, and all three of them come running. Uh, Quat immediately gets into a a stance as though he's going to fight them. And then calms down, especially at at Bernie's. No! 
<laughs> what are those? They are automatons, and it is my job to inspect them. Should I roll an investigation check? Absolutely. While you're doing that, Jonathan the Muscular is going to slink and sit down at the dining room table and start casting Rary's telepathic bond. Okay. And that is a fifth level spell, correct? That's uh, I think so, yeah. That's a fireball for Jack! Down the hatch is a severe riot. And and before you do, what did you roll in your investigation check? Well, it makes sense that I'm drinking this whole thing now because I rolled a one. Oh. All right. It's a, it's a natural one. It's a three. The Modrons line up in perfect order, beeping happily as you come up to inspect them. And your normal duties are, it's hard to concentrate. It was just moments ago that your your bear companion of so long had this miraculous transformation that despite your attempts to really focus on these mechanical automatons before you, you keep thinking back to what happened with Shadow and how amazing that was. You think they're fine. Yep. Can I just say, as uh, as someone who doesn't do the fireball shot all that often, if ever, that was quite enjoyable. I like that a lot. Ooh, good. You're going to have nice spicy burps for a little while, too. Yeah, spicy burps. Quat walks up to Alistair Duke, who is the second one that you've finished inspecting as you move on to Felix, and leans down in front of the large eye and says, Hello? Hello? Do they just beep? Bernie goes, You gotta reach out and touch it on the eye. Please Quat, don't. don't. No, don't do it, Quat. <laughs> That seems like a bad idea. I would not want someone to touch me on the eye. Give it 10 minutes and you'll be able to communicate with yeah. them. Yeah, so as Jonathan's I understand working it, on it, they understand us, but we do not understand the language that they are speaking. They Yet. called it binary. I thought it was right? pronounced binary. Didn't, they, didn't you explain at some point in someone's head that it was called bi- they speak binary? I'm pretty right. sure it's She bi- did, but Carlton is being Carlton. Wait, I'm, I'm pretty no- sure it's B-N-R-Y. <laughs> 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 Jonathan kind of like takes himself out of his uh, ritual for a second. He's like, no, Bernie's right. It's definitely binary. And then he goes back to it. It is two things? That is weird. What, how is a language two things? Oh, if we could understand that, I imagine we wouldn't need a telepathic bond to talk to them, honestly. But it's kind of nice to have the telepathic bond because when we don't have it, they do a lot of beeps and boops. So maybe it's just beep boop and then like beep 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 boop and that's a word. I'll have them explain it to you. Honestly, this is not within my realm. I am so far out of my depth here, it's not even funny. But if you want to talk about God, I'm here. It is interesting the spheres of influence we all have. Well, I will wait for Jonathan to be done. And Quat obediently like sits cross-legged on the floor in front of all three of the Modrons, who, even though Travancore has finished inspection, seem to continue to stand there observing Quat, and the four of them all continue to look at each other curiously, waiting. Oh, I'm sorry. This was so rude of us. Modrons, this is our friend Quat. Hello. Quat helped us fight a volcano. And Quat, uh, with a grin, shows off part of his arm where the vast majority of the fur is gone. And you just see the rippling muscles uh, under the... I can't the... wait for Luke to draw this. Swole cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah the weird cat skin you know the hairless cat skin that's there and says this will grow back a different color and i'm excited to see what it is i didn't know that uh and while we're waiting for modron speak uh telepathic bond i'm gonna go to the garden get some eggplants some tomatoes some squashes some zucchini uh and then like as i got all my vegetables uh, i come back in and i pull out the alchemy jug and i go oil because i need cooking oil very good. Very nice. And I had to do it before Bernie went, mayonnaise! I wasn't going to do mayonnaise. I was actually trying to think of a way that we would have enough oil to cook ratatouille because I was like, he's going to need some oil. I don't think we have oil. Do we even have salt and pepper? But now I know. That's a very interesting... I don't know if we have salt and pepper. I think by now you you have outfitted the kitchen with the basics. Yeah. We probably would have outfitted mm-hmm. the, the pantry a little bit with some of the basics, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the basics are good. Also, doesn't prestidigitation, can't that season food? It can, but I believe it's like a you do it and whatever that next like mouthful is because it's an instantaneous effect. So, oh, I see. Uh, yeah, Jonathan, you would be very busy all dinner long. Been, do, 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 do. So actually yeah. having some spices is good. So yeah, I'll go to the kitchen. I'll kind of lay it out. I'll wash my hand axe up and then I'll get it nice and sharp and I'll start chopping veggies. All right. It is about that time as he is chopping veggies that, Jonathan, you finish the the telepathic bond and you all hear the voice of Alistair Duke in your head who says, Oh, yes, it is very nice to make your acquaintance, a new tabaxi friend. Are you going to be staying the night? And Quat, who is still getting used to everything, but seems to be highly amused by all of this, stands back up hearing this, this creature in his head and says, I guess... You will have a hard time getting rid of me. I am so curious about all of this. What are you? And the two of them start to have a conversation of explaining of the, uh, <laughs> who Quat is, who the Modrons are, uh, giving some basic information as Carlton is preparing dinner. Yes, Carlton? Point of order. Is Telepathic Bond, are there like channels in Telepathic Bond? Like, nope. hey, can you guys take nope. this nope. private channel? So nope. that's in all of our heads that go back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is good. Bernie needs a refresher on binary. <laughs> so uh, Jonathan is gonna is gonna like kind of get close to uh, Bernie and whisper audibly. He's a curious cat. <gasps> Jonathan, I'm pretty sure that's racist. I know, but he literally just said it. Yes, jo- Jonathan. Jonathan, <laughs> look. <laughs> Okay, I just, that's why I'm whispering it to you and not to anyone else. I'll why, keep that. why does everybody want to whisper their most horrible thoughts to me? Because you're a safe place. <laughs> why, is, why? Why is it always me? It's not, it's I like, trust you. Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody, that's for sure. So, in a little while, after this confessional, maybe that, that's why everybody that's whispers why their horrible things. That's why Bernie's filled with everyone's shameful secrets. <laughs> We're confe- also, yeah, exactly. We're confessing. We're confessing to a priest. I also don't what? think it's... Yeah, because it's not that you've... Yeah, I don't think Jonathan has anything to worry about, but I'm just the omnipotent DM. I am not Bernie. I cannot absolve you of your sins. Anyway, you all Bernie sit down. Bernie can't absolve you of sins. That is not her job. Her job is to make you feel better unless you've done something dumb. And she's a good moral compass most of the time. I would be very interested to know whether Bernie's, uh, you know, the, the Bayist priests are, are the, the seal confession applies there or not. Or whether they condition to each other and that's totally fine. I mean, we don't do confession. The Bert, like, 
I will admit that when I was thinking of the structure of a a place that would be like based on like what women in for a very long time were able to have Lauren got an email a rambling email about this I was thinking about the fact that for many women the uh ironically one of the greatest places of intellectual freedom and power was in clerical life sure yeah yeah like it, it for and this is very specific obviously to the western world in a specific time and place yeah um but it was within my idea of like what we were thinking about with D D and what D D was based off of which now i'm kind of thinking like uh, ideally we expect obviously we want to all expand D beyond uh, what it was based off of and it has a lot of space for that but this was my knowledge so despite the fact that when i was thinking about like what would create like a space of very like democratic ideals and people who are in power without it being a birthright in a world where power is a birthright and it's very male. It was ironically to the Catholic church in the middle ages, which I turned. No, uh, but uh, (laughs) I was, I I was thinking specifically of several women who were very good examples of this. Uh, Sure. uh, But the confet. other than that, other than just like a space that I knew existed in the real world that I don't think like, I, I've never thought of, like, Bernie as the ability to re- absolve anyone of their sins. Like, I don't think the, the the faith I would make for anybody, like, I don't think any religious leader can actually grant you an absolution from God. So I don't think I'd ever put that in my imaginary religion. Sure. Well, I, I think what you wanted to do with the Temple to Queen Bay, we can certainly talk about. I do agree that especially in a world in where God and gods literally are a thing and and not a a thing you have to have faith in without proof. Like they have there's God, there's hand. proof everywhere. Mm. Exactly. I literally saw him last Tuesday. <laughs> they talk to me on a regular basis. <laughs> I, there are, uh, you know, <laughs> Bernie literally is a scion of, of her will. But I also think that, like, it also, that idea of, of a confessional or of unburdening yourself to a holy figure is, at least in this world, Probably not as big of a thing because um, there are gods and clerics of gods that are not good people. So that would not be a universal truth of I can go to my local or I can go to someone that I know who is a cleric or a paladin or a devotee of God because it would really be dependent. I mean, no one really wants to go uh, unburden themselves to a cleric of Bane. No. It would be bad. She'll let, I hope, hopefully people want to go to her because she'll give you honesty. She (laughs) has no desire to tell anybody what they want to hear. She will give you her opinion. She won't claim it belongs to her god in any way, her goddess in any way, shape, or form. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, 
Magic Dance, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.